Welcome to the Fat AZ Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined again by Vance sitting in the front of the Ranger. Uh, he's a, He has a bunch of company around his feet. I have a ton of baits just scattered everywhere around his feet. So Very dangerous. Very dangerous. And uh, on the phone is uh, Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides and partner in Fat AZ Muskie Products. Uh, you can find him at muddycreekfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, uh, you can find Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com, and Fatty Z Muskie on Facebook. Um, we start each week with, with Todd's fishing report. Uh, Todd, you got anything good for us this week? Yeah, uh, we're actually, you know, for, for once, I'm actually at home. I'm not at the uh, at camp. My daughter starts first grade tomorrow, so I made a point to be off a couple days here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good few days. The casting bite got a little bit different uh, on our lake here. Uh, the water started getting really brown, murky in our area. We we did get a couple fish cast in there. Uh, I can't remember when I started fishing, probably about Tuesday or Wednesday last week, like a week. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I had one great day with some guys. These guys had, like, uh, six fish on, and they got five of them, and... Uh, they were all up in the 40-inch class. That does not happen that often. Usually, we, we go through a lot of little ones to get to those bigger fish. But, uh, yeah, they got some really nice fish. Uh, it's been, you know, steady. We've been getting some fish every day. Uh, I've been mixing it up. I had a younger guy out the other day, and we did a little casting with him and, you know, trying to teach him how to throw the bait. He was excited. He was into it, man. But uh, we we just didn't see any fish cast. And he got his first muskie, he got his second muskie. So he got a couple. We lost one. But, uh, you know, that's part of doing the, the the guiding trips. You know, we try to... He was really in... He was really into it. And great kid. You know, like like uh, going in like 11th grade. And uh, he's, get, he's getting ready to start school. But he's going to be a muskie guy. I can, I can tell that right from the start. And that's mm-hmm. always nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that day that you had all those fish over 40, what, did, were there, did you see any smaller fish or was it just strictly 40 inch? You got to be this big to ride the ride. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the way it worked out. I mean, that, like I said, that doesn't happen that often. Started the day with like a 43. Uh, we really didn't get, I mean, we really didn't see much. These guys were more into, I was sort of giving them a tour of the lake and they were into like, uh, bass and walleye fishing and stuff it was a gift a gift trip and they you know they thought they didn't you know the, the, the one fellow's wife thought he might get a kick out of trying to catch a muskie and uh we didn't do anything the first couple hours i was sort of torn around showing some places that we see the walleyes when we're out there muskie fishing and, uh, you know i was just giving them a uh you know show them some places to get started to do all that stuff and then we we, we, we got a 43, and then it just went from there. Every time every time the rod went off, it was a big fish. One of the fish sort of jumped at the surface, and uh, the hook, you know, through the hook, hook got caught back near the tail of the fish after it threw it. And that fish took, took from like a 40-feet line out to about 140 in about 30 seconds. So he he it, yeah he thought he was like fighting this big salmon or something. Wow. And uh, 
it, it was a lot of fun. He was he was wore out after by the time we got it in, but we did land it. <laughs> it, it. It wasn't its mouth at first, but that happens all the time for us during it. Not not all the time, but you know it happens pretty often. It, it threw the lure, fish sort of got off, and it must have landed when it threw it, and uh, was hooked back near the dorsal fin, and uh, yeah, that, then it was a real fun fight. Yeah, because it's facing the way it wants to go. Oh, oh, yeah. Its mouth is closed. Yeah. yeah. And it just puts it in fifth gear and goes. It was on the right-hand side of the boat, and after that happened, it took. I had those rods cleared, and it took off to the to the uh, uh, you know the port side, the left side there, and uh, it. I I had. I mean, it, it was all the way out past past my little inline board before I could do anything. I mean, I knew I knew what happened. You know, I mean, I, I saw the lure come out, and then when I saw the line flying, I, I knew I, I knew the thing was probably somewhere. But it was a nice one. <laughs> That'll get your mind off a of walleye and bass real quick. Yeah. Probably even even the tour getting all those fish over forty like that. Yeah. Five of them. Yeah. What What was the biggest fish? The biggest fish was forty six. That's nice. Nice. Not the real job, but I mean, 46 was a really nice fish. Uh, you know, the other ones were 43, and going five for six, I mean, we went... Five for six, yeah. You know, 50% a good average. Yeah, every 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 fish had a different lure. Uh, I had no pattern going. Uh, when I say different lure, like one was a wily fat body, tough shad, a boss shad. Uh, uh, oh, the baker lure got the big one. One was on a hammer lure. I mean, we've got every every fish in a different lure. Damn. The goldie was the color, the golden, the old golden shiner, the one the one Andy and I call a goldie. Yep. Four four of the four of the five fish came on on uh, the goldie. And what was the other pattern? The other one hit a uh, the one off ball hit the. I know. Wiley fat body brown perch. Was it brown perch? Was it yeah. It was the dog bone. No, the dog bone's still out of commission. I, yeah. I don't have the dog bone fixed yet, but we'll, we'll, we will get it fixed. It's the, it's the uh, replacement. It was the, the, the fill-in. Yeah, it, it's a fill-in, and it's actually going pretty well. Nice. <laughs> but it doesn't have the history of the dog bone. It doesn't have the history of the old dog bone, no. No. Do you, do you want to talk a little about, about about the dog bone so everyone knows? The dog bone is one of the first. Uh, that's probably one of the. I mean, one of the first batches of fat bodies that Dale ever ran. They used to have a square lip. They have a, they have a hunk of lead in the belly, and uh, it was the first two I ever ordered from Dale. He gave me one as like a prototype, the shad color, and uh, I can't tell you one. I mean, it was in the, early 90s or early 90s you know it, it, it's been a while and uh he had just 
started making that bait, <clears throat> I got gold, Goldie, the one I call Goldie, or the one that pretty much everybody's calling Goldie now, and I got a brown perch. And, and those two lures just always have been my, <laughs> you know, sort of a starting point. Goldie ended up getting, I, I snagged it up on a sunken sailboat in Chautauqua Lake one time. And uh, that was like my main lure. I mean, I won a bunch of tournaments that caught tons of fish. The brown perch was a little bit for the second, but not all that all that much uh, behind. But, uh, well, I lost Goldie a few years back. And uh, we kept going with the brown perch. But that was... That, that brown perch has always been sort of a go-to lure for me. I mean, I caught fish when I would go to the, I went to the Georgian Bay with Dale one time, Dale Wiley, and it was, uh, you know, we weren't catching anything. I got a fish on that brown perch. <laughs> At Bobby, I got fish when I was in Wisconsin. I got fish in the PNTT in Minnesota up there. Uh, no matter where I went, if I needed a fish, I would dig that lure out. That fish has the, the, the uh, world record with that little girl that caught one with me years ago, or, you know, a few years ago, maybe three years ago. It was in Muskie Hunter. Yes. Yeah, she, she was, uh, her, 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 her grandpa and her all into doing that, going out and trying to get uh, uh, world records. IGFA? And, uh, yeah, IGFA world records. She was in the female small fry division. And, uh, you know, they called, you know, they'd been on a couple of musky trips. They didn't get any fish, and they told me what the fish had to be. And I said, you come out here for two days. We've got a real good shot at doing that. And, uh, yeah, the first she, fish she caught ended up, I have a nice little plaque here. And uh, she got the IGFA female small fry world record on that fish. And there's been at least 100 people catch their first musky in my boat on that lure. I don't even get it out all that often. I, the last time I had it out was about in June, and these guys didn't have their first fish, and I dug that old lure out and put it out, and the guy got a 46-incher, or 45-and-a-half, I think. And uh, when it was in the net, I could see that the, that the lip was uh, sort of half in, half out. I was trying to get the lip, but I had to get the fish out. And, Ended up losing a lip out of the plug. It, it, it broke out. And Dale's going to do a repair on it for me. It, it really is a very ugly looking lure right now, but uh, that fish has caught a lot of, or that lure's caught a lot of fish over, <laughs> over the years. And so, what, that, that lure's about 22, 23 years old? Yeah, I would say I probably got that lure in probably 92 or 90, probably 93. So. so, that lure can go to the bar and get served. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that lure could, yeah. And that lure has got a lot of fish. It's got, it pulled me out of a lot of jams when I couldn't get a fish. Uh, I don't know what there is. Everybody's probably got the, that lure. Everybody has that lure sitting there. I know Vance has them. I know you have some. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody's got that lure. It's the fallback lure, and I don't get caught because I know that this, the end, the end will come. The end. <laughs> I'll end so, up getting a <laughs> So, why isn't it on the wall yet? Because it keeps catching fish. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a catch twenty-two right now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You, you need it. To, we to... gotta get the. 
You know, I lost the other one. I had a pair of those. I had a Goldie and I had that brown perch. Had the pair. One of them is, uh, I don't know where it's at. Somewhere in someone's tackle box, maybe. Maybe it's still sucked down at the bottom. It's uh, those... Chautauqua hooked onto a sailboat, of all things. Yeah. Those, those fat bodies turn up, though. The, uh, when me and Todd were down in the cave run, uh, Oh, the PMTT. Yeah. Oh, gosh. D- tell we that were, story, because we it's pretty yeah, cool. So we were, we were, um, <clears throat> we were pre-fishing, and the water level was so high, it was disgusting. And, uh, you know, we just sparked up a conversation about, you know, I was looking at the trees, I'm like, man, how many musky lures do you think are just hung up in those trees right now? You know, like, when this water level goes down, you, you know, people could just come, and, you know, you're... You're sitting there having a picnic and you're looking up 20 feet in the air and there's and a, there's lures there's a double cowgirl hanging above your head yeah definitely or or a pounder yeah anyway so uh you know todd tells me stories like yeah i had uh i think we had just got we had just got hung up too we uh, we yeah. we were trolling and the line went off and you know your heart stops for a second and of course it was a tree and uh those fight pretty good. Yeah, they it, it was a good fight. It took a hell of a lot of line. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we eventually got it out. But Todd starts telling me the story about this this fat body that that he had lost down in, in, in Cave Run. I think it was a sim- similar situation. It was might have been high water uh, or whatnot. And uh, he was telling me it, it was like a special color, I think, that Dale painted up to use down there and they lost it on that trip how and long ago see I don't, I don't i don't remember specifics todd might have to chime in but yeah that was in uh <clears throat> that was when it was in the fall that was in 1999 99 they all painted the lures because that's he, he you know he got a little inside information down there what they were using it, it, it's like a chartreuse I, actually, I got it in my hand right now. <laughs> it's in my garage here. It's a chartreuse lure and it has some orange spots. Uh, something you would call like a clown. Yeah. And, and Dale painted, it, painted a couple up to take down there. And uh, yeah. So fif- it, was, it was 15, 15 16 years 15, ago. 16 years ago. And uh, yeah. we go to uh, Tony Grant's. The. Uh, the world famous yeah, Tony the, Grant, the, you know Tony Grant, uh, the Mountain Muskie Lodge, mm-hmm. um, and in the back there he kind of has like his tackle box, but it is like, uh, it's like six hundred square foot of just lures. Right in the hallway. Yeah. yeah, it's just a giant, you know, uh, hallway of all these lures, and and me and Todd go back there and we're just looking around, and he looks up and he's like. That's the fat body. He finds his fat body, the clown fat body that they mm-hmm. lost 15, 16 years ago. You know, and you like kind of, he kind of took like a double take at it. Like, is that, is that you know, we were kind of like in, in awe. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I quit it. I'm like, was... man, that, that's it right there. <laughs> because I knew there was a story. One of, one of Tony's other uh, guys, Dave Christensen, a guy that used to guide for him, I think he brought him up in our podcast there a couple couple weeks ago uh dave ended up getting that lure somehow finding it you know after the water went down and dave caught some fish on it that he lost it 
that Tony ended up getting it, I knew nothing about it, but I knew the color, and I knew there wasn't, I mean, I knew it instantly, and, and, uh, Vance and I went over, and I said, so how much are the lures in your tackle box for sale for? And he's like, wow, what do you mean? They're all for sale. Everything well, there's that one Wiley back there, uh, that, that, that one, I bet it used to be mine. He's like, I know the one. And he just left the party, went back, grabbed the lure, and came back and said, here, take it. Yeah. That was, he said, <laughs> so take I, it. I, I don't catch, that. he said, I don't catch shit on that lure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, yeah. remember back in 2013, Todd, when me and you went down to the PMTT? And mm-hmm. I lost that $25,000 cash. Do you think if I went to Tony? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> He might have spent yeah. that, but yeah, that that, that it was, was just crazy. funny because we talked about it that day. Yeah, and, and then we went back, and I hadn't. I, I was just like, yeah, I lost the lure down here because I don't. We don't lose that many lures. I mean, I lose a lure every once a year, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it popped up. It, it, it was. It was. It was. It was crazy. I, I advanced with my picture holding, holding yeah. that lure, holding. I mean, reunited. Reunited with a long lost friend. Finally, Helen doesn't have like a long lost history with me, but <clears> you have to get, I just yeah. brought it home. I hung it in my garage. I gotta replace the hooks and do all that kind of stuff to it. But my, uh, I I want to get it back working and send Tony a picture of a big. Didn't you guys catch a fish on it that that weekend? No. No. No, I thought I thought okay. No. Never mind. I was thinking no, that's the plan though, is to that get, was the it, plan. get it get it back up and and running and uh, And win the tournament on it. Oh yeah. That would have that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. But... We did end up getting a fish at that tournament though. You did. We did get one. We did get one. You didn't call the judge boat though. No. No. No, it wasn't big enough. But, uh, nice. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Yeah, so Vance, you got a little fish report. You said you went today. Yeah, I went today. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna be going on vacation here and uh, for about ten days at the end of the month. So I kind of wanted to squeeze in these next two days and and uh, get some fishing. And I I got out uh, for about seven hours today and uh, I trolled a little. I haven't been trolling much at all this season. Um, but I kind of got a had an itch just to sit down and, and relax for a little and not give my back a break on, from casting. And uh, I trolled. Um, I ended up getting four trolling today and uh, one casting um, before I got chased off the lake. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing big though. It wasn't a, it wasn't a five fish over 40 day the, the, the biggest the biggest one I, I got was it was a 38 but um you know I, I it was fun 38 it was it, 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 it was fun I, I I had to I patterned them down to uh they were they were uh banging stuff with with rattles in them for me uh mm-hmm. and I uh they I had one one on a fat body and um three came on a, on a tough shad same color Two of them hit hit the Project X rod and mm-hmm. and uh, you know I like those rattles when <clears throat> when I feel like I when, when I feel confident with with something that's making a lot of noise and and water that's not too clear I don't know 
It's just uh, I I feel co- confident fishing that way. I no, I don't know if that more confident yeah, with rattles more... in stained water than non-rattles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I I feel like I'm actually doing something, not yeah. just you know pull, pulling baits. I feel like I have a better shot at. It. I can definitely say, like with with with, with my fishing, uh, that those those <laughs> those tough shots with that little rattle in them, or actually, you know, they got a really nice sounding rattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the time of year, you know, uh, early early season. I don't think they do all that well on those baits. I mean, they're just just your average bait, but. Uh, when that algae starts coming on, like we, like we deal with, and that water gets dark, mm-hmm. this is this is the time of year those things always pick up for me. Yeah. Uh, and we got some fish on them. I mean, I had I had a goldie when get hit the other day, and the fish hit it so hard, and it punctured a hole in it, and uh, <laughs> it took on water, and it was sinking, and then it wouldn't run, so. I just went to the store here and bought some epoxy. We're gonna to have to do a little bit of a quick fix mm-hmm. on a couple of those things. But I, yeah, I had a couple of breakthrough uh, in the last few days, and uh, this is when they seem to shine for me. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. The, the 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 breaking through was that just where? I mean, I know you just said the one was was a, was a tooth puncture, uh, but the other yeah, ones. Yeah, the one was a tooth puncture. The other one was also with the fish. And, you know, you know, they got that, that O-ring on them, and, you know, I tee them as much as I can. I, I round those things up. They still get a little bit of hook rub. Uh, but uh, I had a fire tiger one breakthrough this week. I had a brown perch one breakthrough, and I had a goldie breakthrough. And, they, and once they take on water, they won't, they won't work, so I got to sort of epoxy it through. It's all been around where that hook rub was. But they were all working, and then when we caught the fish, you know, they were, I think they were really crunching them when they did get them. And, uh, Grinding their know. teeth really good. Yeah, yeah, more of a coincidence probably. I mean, over the last couple of years, I've only had that happen two times. Now it just happened three times this week. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I was always, when, I, when I'd go in your boat and we'd start trolling, and, and you'd pull out that tough shad box, I always marveled at how deep the hook rash was on some of those yeah. ones you had it was it was nuts how deep that hook rash was yeah yeah well the eventually will break through yes uh and if the fish hits it right it doesn't take much well to fix that then, just put a single hook on yeah <laughs> put a circle yeah, hook so it's in the corner for me yeah. i have a hard time those little guys have, have, have little hooks on them to begin with and, uh yeah, yeah. That's the thing about those those little shad baits. I I I love them. They 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 catch when when I'm trolling. The the majority of the fish come on little shad baits. Mm-hmm. But you buy them out of the box, and, and the majority of 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 all of them I I, I use from tough. This shad is personal on. experience. Yeah, personal experience. I have to work with those things to get them to run right. I have to. Train them. I, I have to. I mean, every. I, you know, it, it, it's like I, every time I, I get one and I throw them in the water, I know that I'm. I'm either. Gonna, I'm gonna have to bend the eyelet. I'm gonna. You know, just to try to get that thing to run like because when you're running a, a couple rods and and when I'm trolling, I'm, I'm usually just doing three because I'm by myself. 
Mm-hmm. But if I have family out and I'm running six and whatnot, it, it gets a little hairy when those baits don't run right. And you really wipes out of side. Oh, it wipes out of side. They plane out. You know, they'll take out your down rod. Uh, you know, I've had them. I've had two down rods and two out rods, and I've had the two out rods connect in the, in the way back. You know, when I first oh, started yep. trolling, I've had I've had those two touch. And, you know, it just goes all the way to the other side of the boat. And, but that was back when I didn't know what I was doing. But, I mean, I'll have to... Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm messing around with baits. And, you know, it, I'll be like half an hour into a trip. I'm like, okay, I want to use this color. Here's mm-hmm. the colors I have with it. And it takes me 20 minutes to get the thing to run right. That's 20 minutes into a, fi- in, into a fishing trip. And, I, you know, sometimes I get frustrated and I just say, you know what, I... I have to put something out that I know that I've already worked with to get these things to run to get these things to run right because you know I'll I'll, I'll basically what I'll do is I'll take a you know I'll take my casting rod or whatever and I'll I'll have my my spread run and I'll throw that out I'll put one of them little shad baits on there and uh, and I'll just I'll see I'll, I'll throw it in the water if it's turning the one way you know I'll I'll make make tiny adjustments. Until I get that thing to run right, and then I'm like, okay, whatever. That thing finally works. I'll throw it in a box. Box of, you know, these you're things. You just you're just working with them as you're, uh-huh. rather I've, than I've wasting been, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, it, it's it's frustrating, you know, because oh God, the the average muskie lure. I mean, you're talking mid twenties, thirty bucks a lure. Mm-hmm. You want those things to work, you know. And, you're cruising around pretty fast. I yeah, mean, because yeah. I I I know you are because most of the Trolling we've got it into, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're 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 up faster than a lot of these guys run. If you slow down the speed, you can get stuff to run really easily. But I can't do that, mm. and I think Vance probably can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, you know, if I'm not, I mean, four, four, four miles an hour is the absolute lowest. Yeah. And uh, not all baits will take that speed. There's a lot of great baits out there, but they just can't take that speed. Some guys can handle trolling around 3.5, and they can catch fish. There's no doubt about it. Or three mile an hour. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys like that kind of stuff. I can't stand doing it, and I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I ran into a little... won't crank along. I do not want anything to do with it. And there's only certain ones you can take up to that 4.5, 5, 4.7, 5.2. And uh, those little shad baits, I mean, you're asking that little bait to do a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a small bait, and you're cranking right along with it, and yeah, they're touchy. <laughs> and, and by design, you know, just, just from a lure maker's perspective, by design, those baits are, are not ideally designed to do what they're doing. I mean, obviously, you can get them to work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, take, take a two-by-four. You know, for for anyone out there that, that doesn't understand what I'm talking about, take a two by four. I don't care how long it is. It could be six inches. It could be six foot. Throw it in a tank of water. It's always going to float the the widest side up. It's never going to want to float, mm-hmm. you know, the inch and a half way to the top. Right. So you got to add weight to them, or you got to just do some crazy lip stuff. Um, even with the crazy lip stuff, it, that, that bait wants to turn on its side and float up to the surface. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with the added weighting, and now you want it to travel in the water and wiggle back and forth. I mean, it's, it's I mean, the baits get hit, but just from a, from a mechanic standpoint. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's not an 
easy task to get done. Oh, no, sure. I mean, but you know that I I use them and I, they they catch a lot of fish and you know I I I have to I have to work with them because one I want to because I know that they mm-hmm. you know it drives fish crazy. But you know that's another thing with 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 trolling you have to know. You have to know what your depths are. You have to know how that bait's running back there. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure it's running correctly, or you're going to have a very frustrating day. Uh, you you know fishing. You have, so I mean like when you you know if you're if you're running if Todd's guiding he's running six rods with clients. Mm-hmm. You know if if he has a if he has a bait that bait that's not working and, and wiping him out you know which he he wouldn't he's an experienced person you know it. it you have six rods running. You have to make sure you have everything working correctly, or it's going to be a really, really be a fiasco. frustrating day. Now, 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 Todd, on on those shad baits, I, I don't, I haven't been out in the Midwest in several years. Is that more like a local thing? Do you think that you know? I, I uh, it, it, you know, it definitely started that way. It definitely started like over in Ohio there, and uh, I don't know if those guys are running those little shad baits out. You know the. You know, a lot of areas they're talking about the, you know, the, you know, the big baits, big baits, big fish, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, how many people are using those little bakers and tough shads and boss shads, things like that. That's the one I left out. That we we had one on a boss shad too, but <laughs> on the big fish day. Yeah, the big fish day. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was the other one. But yeah, I mean, but those little baits. I mean. They're, they're more work than tying on a great big old 10-inch Jake and doing this and that or whatever you're going to do or the big the big Wileys. They just keep cranking right along. Yeah. And uh, I usually have one out in my little spread when I'm trolling, but they're definitely, you know, those those little baits, <laughs> those fishies, you know, I don't think those muskies are down there looking at the bait and thinking, okay, it's time to eat. I'm not going to eat that. It's too small. Yeah. Yeah. They're hitting whatever goes by. Yeah. But and those little baits may attract some some of the smaller fish. I don't know. But uh, uh, if they're going to eat, they're going to eat. Yeah. You just got to keep them running. And for me, it's got to take the speed, or else I just have no use for the bait in my boat. That's just the way I fish. Everybody's got their own thing. If it can't take four or five miles an hour and stay there at a regular pace, yeah. and it, the, with, it, yeah, with, it, it, it's worthless to me. That speed, though, I mean, like you know, for people that are that are trolling, I, you have to you put that bait in the water, and it looks like it's it's running correctly. You know, if you're say you're trolling four and a half miles an hour, and I I, I put a little shad bait in the water and it's running correctly, where the where the like you know, and, and that's fine. But the where the speed really comes in is you know you're when you're turning, the outside whatnot, rod, the outside rod. That's when you know all of a sudden that. That lure goes from four and a half miles an hour, and it k- kicks up maybe to five, five and a half with a, you know, a, a, with the turn. You know, because if you can imagine, if you if you're trolling, you turn left, your right side is going to pull. It speeds up. It speeds up, and your Inside left side's going to your is going to slow down. up. So, make sure when you're with those those shad baits, when you got them in the water there, and if you're doing you know four or five, put it in the water and pull it forward, and that's where you have to see. At, at a good stays. pace, don't go slow. Yeah, bend the rod. Bend the rod, give it a pull forward. If it's if it's still running in a pin, and you know pin it line there, then then you know that it, it's it's ready to take the speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
It, it's kind of interesting because all your casting fish seem to be coming on eight inch eight inch baits. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I've never been able to figure that, that out. <laughs> and it, yeah, Todd knows exactly where I'm going, but it, yep. it's you know what I what <clears throat> eight inch baits casting. Four to six inch baits trolling. Yeah. And and Todd, you said you, you normally have a big bait out in the spread just because just it, because I mean over the years that thing is it, it's all I mean it it, it it always catches fish. Opening day of the season this year, you know we're in there throwing eight inch raptors with a tail on them that makes that bait probably eleven. Mm-hmm. And the and the fish are just cracking that bait all over the place and it that's going to last throughout the whole season and you go out there and troll and uh yeah the big bait gets hit every once in a while but the shad the, the smaller baits are out producing it it's not like they're keen on that i don't know but you you wouldn't go into the weed bed and be throwing little four inch jerk baits around no i haven't done it once this whole season I mean, I, I've done it in the past. You, you hand somebody some, you know, a guy's got a spinning pole that can't throw it, but, I mean, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, those muskies out there are not afraid of eating an eight-inch. That, that little, those, those eight-inch baits are little hors d'oeuvres for those yeah. fish. Yeah. That's nothing. For a fish, I mean, a third their size they eat on a regular basis. So that eight inches, that puts you at twenty-four inches. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just haven't been getting a lot of hits on those bigger baits. I mean, you, you know, we get some on the perch baits, we get some on the eight-inch wileys, I get some occasionally on a twelve-inch wiley, stuff like that. But the little shad baits are out producing. It has something to do with the wiggle and the craziness of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're wild. They're 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 erratic. They're going back and forth. Uh, yeah, yeah. It it it's it, it's interesting. Just <clears throat> just the the big baits cat or average baits casting, and then what would be considered slightly below average size baits trolling. Yeah, I don't. It's different on uh, on the side of the the musky realm with that stuff. I, I you know when you, when you watch TV, even when I first got into the sport, when I would watch, you know, musky hunter or any type of old in fishermen's. These the baits were enormous that that they were using to to troll with, to cast with. I mean, you're talking like ten inches plus. Mm-hmm. And then when I get into it, I'm looking at you know little four or five inch shad baits. I I raised my eyebrow at first. I was like, man, this looks like a, a almost like a just a a reef runner, the, the, yeah. a big walleye plug or something mm-hmm. like that. But the lips on them and, and, and whatnot, just give them that action. And like Todd was saying, if you put it in front of the, the fish's face, it's going to probably going to strike just on instinct. Just to say, what the, you know, what the heck is that thing? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, you know, you're coming eat. by awful quick. You yeah. better slow down. Yeah. No running in the halls. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But uh, I guess we'll change gears a little bit here. <clears throat> a crazy chain of events happened, and uh, I got dropped in my lap the new Daiwa Alexa HD with the 8.1 gear ratio. 
and it it's literally like I don't know how it happened, but I'm I I have one on borrow. <laughs> I had a guy come here. Uh, <clears throat> he wanted to get some baits. He, he's he's a he's a retired guy. He wants to get into musky fishing through a whole chain of phone calls. End up he just lives on the other side of town. So he wanted to see the baits, and he, I guess, called everywhere he could to get this new Lexa reel, and uh, he got it shipped in. He's happy as a clam. Got some musky rods. He's he's starting out. He wanted some baits, so he came over, and that's what earlier this in the podcast I said I have all these baits spread all over the ranger. I pretty much pulled one of every color of every bait we make and set it here, so I don't have to take them into my house where my wife and kids are. Uh, I don't know. I've never met him before, so. You know, he's out in the pole barn, I'm showing this, and he brings us, I said, bring bring that reel, I want to check it out, because there's been some hype, you know, recently from the new, you know, the iCast uh, show, I think that's back in July or something, and that's when a lot of manufacturers release their new stuff, and uh, he brought it, you know, and just throughout the course of the night, he, he want, talked about he wanted to book a trip with Todd and whatever, and... Uh, he says, hey, are you going to see Todd anytime soon? I said, yeah, I normally see Todd, you know, when he's when he's either going to or coming from the lake. You know, I live right at the midpoint of his travel. He says, well, since I'm booking a trip, I won't need this reel. Take this rod and reel and just use it until I till I come up. And we'll, we'll just, I'll get it back from when I'm done with the trip. I'm like, really? <laughs> so really? anyways, I got it. He has it. He got it spooled up with 65-pound test Power Pro. And I guess this is just a little review that I'm going to do on this reel. Uh, I, I, my main reel is a Tranks high gear. Uh, I got it because if you guys haven't noticed, we throw a lot of jerk baits. Uh, they're not high resistant baits. You're, any action you're doing is not generally from the reel. It's from your body moving the rod. So I just needed a reel to pick up a lot of slack. Tranks was the only thing out there that brought in a lot of slack very quick at 43 inches a turn. Uh, the downfall with the tranks is people always complain about two things. The physical size and weight and the price tag. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's really heavy. It's Yeah. I, I just weighed that right before the podcast. With line, it's over 21 ounces. Yeah. Slightly over 21 ounces. Um, but, you know, Abu, they, they released uh, a whole host of reels this year at iCast. You know... I'm sure pretty much everyone knows of the round Abu reels. Todd, you probably remember when they came out. Well, yeah, I could say when they came out, but I, I can, I'm looking up at my grandpa's reel hanging on my wall here. And, uh, you know, it was the first thing I got when they didn't have the old direct drive, uh, one-to-one gear ratio type thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <clears throat> but you know, so just just looking at it, anyways, the Abu. I was talking about Abu. They released a whole bunch of reels, which just seem to be every year. You know, I, I I'm not against Abu. I, I had some bad luck uh, several years ago with some of their round reels. Um, by bad luck, I'm not bad mouthing Abu. They 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 seem to make a good product. They just did not hold up to what I was doing. And so everyone out there isn't complaining. They say they throw pounders or whatever. I was bank fishing in the winter. I was literally fishing in 20 degree weather. Ice was building up on the reel and the reel broke within a half hour. 
it, it's not it, it's 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 snow, ice, water. It it's bad. Um, you know it. Th- th- that's an extreme. Not everybody's going to be out there doing right. it. But you know, I I had my. Did you prep it for the winter at all? I prepped it the same way I prepped my Shimano's. Yeah. I went out there and fished. Yeah. You just picked it up and go. Picked it up and went. And at the end of the day, I put it in the house or the garage. Let all the the snow ice melt out of it. Yeah. Uh, my Curados. You know this this. 300 I, I had five of these at one point i had a smoking deal on them i bought five i only used three and i figured that the, the other two would be backups i never needed my backups yeah and slowly i started selling them off and in fact here's one of my original curados it's been a great reel for me yeah um that survived so many winners and and you know, I, I don't know but anyways i'm not knocking abu uh, no, I, no, no I, I mean i can't say when it first came out all the, all the the newer reels came up. That was that was it. Abu. That that was like the benchmark forever. Yeah, you 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 had the Abus, and I I loved them. You know, they used to have. I mean, they they. I'm, like I said, I'm I, I can I can still take my grandpa's out and throw it in his old old brass gears, and then you get into the Abu 5500, 6500. They sort of you know. And they're probably the first one to come out with that high-speed reel. Mm-hmm. Which I had a bad taste in my mouth. There's high-speed reels for a long time. You'd hook a fish and you couldn't even turn the, turn the handle. But, I mean, we're going back a ways here. Uh, <clears throat> these other companies got up and, you know, at least did as good. Abus are probably just as good right now. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't have any Abus in my... Did you miss miss fish when you uh, when you hooked up with them on those high speed ones? No, when I first came out that high speed, uh, I was all excited because I could retrieve more line with the uh, you know when I was jerking and uh, first fish I hooked with it. I mean, hooked a fish, and with the pressure of that fish on there, I literally could not reel the fish. You had to like pump the rod, like you were deep sea fishing. Yeah, yeah you're, you're pulling yeah. a halibut off the bottom. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it, it just wasn't That's, That's frustrating. And that was their first high speed, uh, you know, and then probably early nineties, something like that. I just got a really bad taste for those. I was just like, okay, these big high speed reels can't take the pressure. They were made for bass fishing. Yeah, yeah. they weren't made for muskie fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Now they're making rods for musky fishing, but or reels. But back then they weren't. Right. You know, right. Those were. You you watch the evolution of, of, of fishing reels. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyways, I just just so people know, I want to I want to give the model out of that reel that that gave that bad taste for Abu's. It was an Abu fifty six hundred EXT. It was their higher end round reel. And what happened is, is the, the the gears inside for the level wind, they were plastic, and they just they just got torn to pieces. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's like a dollar part, but it was still is like one of those. I'm like, how can my Shimano that costs just a retailed for just a little bit more last for years and years and years doing that? Oh yeah, and then this and, one and then this one twenty that, minutes. Yeah, it it yeah it didn't <laughs> make it. It was it got to the point to where I actually just brought the lure in by hand. 
I grabbed it hand over fist, brought it in, and went home. You know, it just it just locked up. Wow. Um, but it, that's an extreme condition. There's probably people out there that love those, and they've been excellent. It was just it didn't the way I was fishing it just didn't hold up. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so Abu came out with a whole bunch of reels. Their new Revo Toro Beast. They got the the Abu Garcia Beast, which is a round reel. I, I want to think I, I didn't pay too much attention to the to the all the nitty gritty details, but they're like four hundred dollar reels. Yeah. And uh, I remember when they came out with the Toro, which was like Abu's answer to the Curado, Shimano's Curado, and they had comparable specs, you know. And of course, the Ford and Chevy debate. I'm not I'm not here to say one's better than the other or what have you. Then they went to the Revo Toro NACL. Which, I, I, yeah, I really don't, they didn't do much except change the color and add some saltwater grade bearings. Was, yeah. yeah, and I'm holding one right now. So anyone out there, you know, I'm actually holding one in my hand. Um, still, it's not much different than the actual Revo Toro. They just changed some colors and, you know, I guess if you're inshore fishing, it was better because of corrosion resistant. But now they have the Toro Beast. And my biggest, where I think they dropped the ball is they didn't offer a higher speed. And when I say speed, I'm talking inches per turn. Um, I get in debates, not really debates, discussions all the time on, on Muskie First about this. It's inches per turn equates to how much force you have to put into the handle. Um, and Shimano, you know, Shimano, Abu, they're still in like the low 30s, inches per turn, which five years ago was a pretty fast reel. Nowadays... It's, I, w- I won't, I really wouldn't even want to put one on a rod. It's yeah. too slow for me. Yeah. Which, ironically, the Curado, they have, uh, I think it's the, the L, did like 32 inches per turn. Everyone says, oh, that reel won't hold up. It's too fast. Now everyone's looking at him like, oh, that's a slow reel. That's for double tens. Right. And I'm just like, wow, that's so crazy how it was uh, uh, inches per turn five years ago. Couldn't handle anything. Now it's, Get that, get out. That's the tractor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyways, I'm a little disappointed with what Abu had. I, I wanted to see something faster in, in terms of inches per crank on that. But uh, they didn't, you know, they're going to sell a boatload. There's a huge following for Abu. Yeah. Um, and there's there's plenty of market for everybody here. But what caught my eye was Daiwa. They had the Lexa, which, Todd, how, how's your Lexa been? Yeah. The Lexus has been great. And the reason I went to a dial is I have a dial millionaire that's like 14 years old uh, that I used for years. Usually I use something for a few years, and we, it gets handed down to the clients. Uh, I used it for a lot of years. Uh, that thing just keeps keeps trekking right along. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and the Lexus has held up well. Uh, it's been a good reel. I'm anxious to hear and see this new one. Well, you're going to get the one that I'm holding in my hand right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but... Well, I, I, when I first started casting, I was using those... Uh, I was using the Abu Garcia... Uh, it was a 6500 C3. Now that sixty-five was it a, a a sidebar push or was it the thumb thumb spool? Sidebar. Oh man. Uh, I was old school. 
Yeah, you. I mean, it was, and then I picked up the Lex, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is." Yeah. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, you but, know what? I mean, and it took me. Andy's the one that convinced me to do the higher speed one because I was always like, "Okay, I go to that higher speed. That thing's not going to work." No, it was. I mean, it was. It was completely different. I mean, I remember when I was jerk bait, I'd give it a nice pull, and I'd be like, you know, I'd. It would it would sound violent, me reeling in with how fast I wanted to, you, you, you to were, catch up to that slack. It was like bub 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 jerk. Bubba, five bubba, six bubba, reels bubba. and you're Jerk. hammering on it yeah fast. and i'm and i'm going crazy on it and it was almost like still water or something you know what i'm saying i mean mm-hmm. i was i wasn't in conditions or anything i was you know busting my ass reeling this thing and i used that i todd handed me a, the lexa and i was like oh my god on the skunk day i no 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 not on the skunk day. I no, no, we were just not, not on not on the first day we fished. I yeah, think we... it was probably like during the tournament that we were fishing. When... Yeah, maybe during the tournament or one of the times after. To... Yeah, we, we... one of it's... those. But I yeah, was just it's like one of the first times I realized that this reel made a big difference. Yeah, I was like, you know what, I've got to get one of these like right now. <laughs> I think that I, I, I like you know I we went back to the camp. I ordered one sitting there. Yeah. Off, it off. made a difference in the fishing. Oh, I mean, oh God, yeah. I mean, it, you jerk couple reels, jerk couple reels, very smooth. Yeah. I mean, it it was like night and day. I had to re relearn my cadence of of how I was using these reels. But once I got it down, I was like, you know what, I I'm selling these other ones off, or you know, I'm I'm letting my, backups. Yeah, backups for people because I I'm never ever going back to to. But you got to start somewhere. That's yeah, and, and most know. most people entering the sport, you know, like this mm. this guy, this. He, he he just, I don't know how much that Lexa costs. I'm gonna guess it's probably right around three hundred bucks, maybe three fifty. I, I could be way wrong on that. I've never I hadn't priced one, uh, but most people aren't willing to drop just say three bills on a reel and then another minimum a low end reel of uh, reel rod is gonna be. 50 bucks on a low end. Yeah. But an average rod, I would say, is between about 125 bucks. Yeah. For, for a decent stick. Most people aren't willing to drop 500 bucks on on, on a, a beginner setup. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that, that kind of got me to where I was, you know. I, I probably said this a million times already. I had three or four or five rods rigged up with rod, you know, reels and one for every situation. And then I, I just... So I, I've got to go to one. It's too complicated. And then, you know, I ended up, I, I, I got, I got this tranks and I got it used. I got this trank used. I think it was $400 shipped and it had line on it. And I still have the original line that came on it. The guy used it for a week in Canada, which is one of those things. Search eBay. I got this reel for a, a week's worth of use. It had a little bit of boat rash right there. Yeah. Nothing. Uh-huh. Um, 400 bucks. And then I, I actually put it on a tooth tamer rod, the XXX Heavy, that they called it the Jawbreaker. And uh, I said, this is it. I'm going to learn to fish everything with this reel. Yeah. I can fish slow stuff. I can fish fast stuff. I don't fish a lot of big blades, so anyone that wants to complain about it, it's not a big blade reel, whatever. I don't fish them that much. So um, you, you put your priorities where, where you need to. Yeah. And uh, then I got that 
Legend Tournament, Big Dog, and I'm Match Made in Heaven. Uh, peop, you know, like the, one of the complaints with the Tranks is, is, you know, besides the price, like I said earlier, is the size and the weight. It fits nice in my hand. You well, know, a lot of people palm when, palm. They're, when they're cast. Yeah. You know. No, you grab foregrip. I do. Yeah, I used to. I stopped doing it. I switched back. Uh, I did it for years. Reasons for well, that feel that I mean something casting with something as big as a tranks when I, when you handed me over your rod and yeah you were explaining something to me and I caught a fish yeah on it uh, I was showing you how to set up your Lexa you were you were showing me the proper <laughs> way uh, but when I, when I was casting it out and I was trying to use that foregrip with that big the big power handle with the big power handle and whatnot it didn't it, it, it turns in your hand it feel, yeah oh yeah it, it your hand doesn't have yeah. the grip on the cork to hold it absolutely yeah it, it was. And that's probably that's about the time that I switched. As I said, I, I get I gotta go back to palm in the reel. Yeah, I mean, with that size of a reel, you you should palm that reel. It, yeah, it, you know, you have much more control of of that. that I mean, because the rods are light. I mean, all all the weight that you're feeling when you're chucking out and everything. I mean, the, the weight of the rod is coming from that re yeah that reel. So I mean, that that would make it make sense to palm yeah. that. Yeah, what I ended up finding, like initially when I opened the box when I got it, I said, "Holy crap, this reel's huge!" Mm. And I, I, I was a little, I'm like, "Oh crap, what did I do?" But I went and I used it, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I found, you know, like like what Todd said, he was fishing more efficiently with a faster reel. Yeah, the amount, the extra, you know, I was I came off a Curado, Curado 300 that weighed about 10 ounces, to a Tranks that weighs a little over 20 ounces, 21 ounces with line. It it was double the weight, but it was weight in my hand, not at the end of the tip, yeah. you know, of the rod. So I, I was just holding it like a baseball. Yeah. And uh, I was less fatigued at the end of the day because my right arm from cranking really wasn't cranking anymore. Like like what you said, Vance. It was you were just you were just hammering on that abu. Yeah. To to bring in the line. And. Uh, so to me, it was it was a trade off. I mean, even if it saved five percent of energy, you know, because I had to wait use more energy with my left hand, it was worth it to me. I've gotten used to it, and I've my hand has grown accustomed to to the shape of the reel. I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm content with it. Yeah. It was never a, a point of well, it didn't fit right. Some people it does. Yeah. But not for me. So, anyways, getting back to this Lexa, we kind of got off track. Uh, the uh, the Lexa caught my eye because it had the same inches per turn as the Tranks, and uh, I, I had a chance on Saturday to go out and throw some baits with it. I left the Tranks in the truck, and I, I took the Lexa down, and he had it on his rod. I was too lazy to switch it over to my rod, so it, it felt it felt different. Rods, I think, uh, you know, give you a different feel more than than a reel does. Absolutely. And because uh, I'm my big my big dog over here, I added you know three inches to the butt cork on it, and it's perfect for me. And uh, but anyways, I went down. I was fishing a little hole in the river, and it it's it's a great reel. I mean that's the the overall the feel of it. It is not. I'll preference this. The Tranks is a high end reel. The Lexa is not in the same class as the Tranks in overall smoothness. Um, I don't know. We, we've been playing around with it. I don't know if anybody's been hearing the, you know, the, us pressing the thumb bars and the clicks and stuff like that. We've been bouncing all these reels around. Yeah. 
when you turn that handle, you can almost feel the gears meshing. Yeah. And, you know, did you, Vance, did you play with the Tranks and feel how smooth that is? Yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and I haven't even, I haven't even opened that up in over two years. I haven't done any lubrication to that. Um, But with all that being said, if that reel's a $300 reel and the Tranks a $500 reel and I had to buy another reel and I was on a budget, I would definitely pick up that Lexa without Mm -hmm. a doubt. Mm -hmm. That Lexa was... It, it was it was great. It, it casted nice. I, I I got the brakes all set the way I wanted them, and yeah, I mean proper reel setup is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. It it worked the baits perfect. It didn't feel underpowered or anything. Which people who say that gear ratio indicates how easy it is to turn the handle, they're they're not they're not thinking correctly. Forty three inches per turn. Is 43 inches per turn, whether it's a one-to-one ratio or a 50-to-one ratio. You're doing the same amount of work in a in a in a given input. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tranks does have a slightly longer handle, uh, and just you know, I'd give the Tranks a nine and a half out of ten for smoothness, and the Lexa an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's but it's the price difference. They're going to sell a ton of them, especially if they if they hold up. Uh, I'm probably going to buy one. I have a, I have a backup rod. I'm probably going to get Alexa HD for a backup rod or a, a person in the boat that doesn't have a rod. Um, it's a bulky reel. The, you know, it, it's a bulky reel. It's it's just almost as bulky as a trains. Right, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because you're looking at it right now. Yeah, the, it's Alexa is a 400 size reel, which if people <laughs> don't know, there's some bass reels out there that are 50s. Then they have 100s, 200s, 300s, 400s, 500s. All the way up to like an Abu Seven Thousand, yeah. huge. So it's like, but that four hundred, it it's a four hundred class reel. I don't know if it's a big four hundred, or if the Tranks a small five hundred. It's it is smaller, but it's not significantly smaller. It weighed in. It's like seventeen ounces with line, so it's about seventeen. That's four. That's twenty percent lighter than the Tranks. You're you're doing forty three inches per turn. I I really think Todd, you're, this is going to be a game changer for you. When, when you get it yeah. to you. It, you know, and now the next question is, are you going to go left-handed? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you've been too many years on the right-hand crank. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't make that switch. Can't me neither. Yeah, it's just a habit. I mean, it, but I think, I think I was offering it right-hand, left-hand. Oh yeah. I I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But if they did, that's gonna because that's the that's gonna change a lot. Uh, that that's gonna jump a lot of people on on that bandwagon because that's the big thing about that track. Yeah, and yeah, that it only comes right-handed. And uh, the tracks. The tracks only comes right-handed. You know. Just, just let everybody know out there. We have no sponsorship or anything with any of these reels we're talking about. We're just talking. Yeah, yeah, and I swear to God, when, when I had this H, HD Lexa dropped off here, what I said was 100% true. The guy literally is just trusting me with this reel. And yeah. uh, it, so it, he's going to give it to me. Well, he's going to give it to you, but maybe in the meantime, Vance might be taking it home tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he can fish with it tomorrow morning. Yeah. If you, can, if you can get it, if you can get it to Todd or me before you leave. 
it, it's this guy's reels getting we're, passed we're around all of back to him. It'll be all it'll be yeah. yeah hey, worked great, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, it, it's pretty real, man. <laughs> he dusted for prints, and there's like six different prints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, I'm really excited for it because you know, I've Todd, I've I know you weren't a big fan <clears throat> of the tranks with with the weight and the size and stuff, but. You know, I don't know yeah. how, how much you really paid attention to how little you crank that when you're jerking. I, I literally do it with one finger. I just kind of spin that handle around mm. so nonchalantly to pick up slack. But Yeah, I mean, that was a huge jump. I was still using round reels and stuff. With like 22 to 24 inches per turn. Yeah, and you I go was up on like two or three cranks, and that's what I was used to doing. And, yeah. It was a big jump. Yeah. My clients aren't going to be getting those reels real quick. <laughs> put it that way. I got to test it first. Ha, yeah, you got to. <laughs> have you ever had throw a, them in the water? Where they drop them in the water? They dry out. I was just about to ask you. Have you Comes had one actually seat. drop drop equipment in the water? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like gone. It's just donated to the lake. Well, Todd, Todd and I almost lost the boga. Yeah, almost lost the yeah, boga. Yeah, yeah, that was that was me. That was me getting very disoriented with, <laughs> with an extra like hand I that had you somebody thought somebody else in the boat with me. But <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I had a guy uh, casting. We were probably three hours into the day, and all of a sudden, here this splash, and you know the rod is out in the water, and it will float. There's enough cork on 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 those. That they'll float for a little. I don't know how long they'll float. No, the tracks. They float a little bit. <laughs> Probably not on the tracks. So yeah, I don't <laughs> think my my trolling rods would float. But I I don't even know what real real we had on at the time. But uh, you know, I heard the splash. He's like, oh no, 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 and I, I turned the trolling motor on, backed up, and he reached down in the water and he grabbed the rod again, and I was like, oh. That's really good that we got the rod back <laughs> and uh we start reeling so the pole starts bending he said hey you know i got a fish on here i was i said no you, i mean i didn't you didn't tell me that i didn't you know i had no idea he had a fish on well he started reeling it he still caught the fish but, it, but at the end he was like uh he said uh yeah, you know, we cast it for like three hours. My hand was numb, my arm was numb, and I thought I had a hit, and I went to set the hook, and, uh, you know, I thought something hit it. When I jerked it, the rod just, like, flew out of my hand. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It... But, but we recovered everything. Plus uh, the fish. Yeah. The whopper, 36 inches. <laughs> hey. That's what they... Ripped it out of his hand. They're just... They're alligators. That's all they are. That's great. You know, History Channel does a show on this. You know, a 36-incher would be like a 40-pounder yeah. with how they do it on Swamp People. Oh, that's true. Six-foot gator is a 900-pound gator. Yeah. Anymore, though, when you are you lose something like that, God, some of these, these rods nowadays, the, the line that St. Croix just came out with, the, the Elite Series, those rods are $500. The Legend Tournaments are in the 300 The reels are now $500. You know, yeah, it, you're casting with a grant. So if those much. things, 
this thing's going in the water, I'm going after it. That's for sure. You're going to give it a yeah. good old college try. I'm, I'll, I'll jump in if I have to. Throw a waypoint immediately. And Absol- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Run it over with the, with the sonar and try to hook it somehow. Got to. Put a big Bowie knife in your mouth and go down go like down a pirate. And, oh, absolutely. You got to. It, uh... Yeah, the trolling guys are dropping some rods every once in a while, too. Yeah. Falling out of the holders. Stuff breaking. Yeah. Busted. Those are, you know, rod holders breaking. Mm-hmm. They don't break with what I use. No. No, we fix me anymore. That's for sure. They did. <laughs> they did last year. <laughs> <laughs> with those plastic those ones. plastic huh? ones, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I just these stuff that ain't going to come out of those. That's right. No, it's, yeah. Not going to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, it's just a little, little, uh, little plug that we don't do much. Yeah, shameless plug. Shameless yeah. plug. You get a little yeah. one in there once in a while. I've, I've heard stories, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember where they were. This was a while back. Some of those guys in bass boats. Like bass tournament fishermen, you know, that they have, you know, eight rod and reel combos laying on the deck of their boats. Yeah. And I want to think my friend Eric told me these stories because he fished a little bit of local tournaments that sometimes they'd go into like bigger water and they're fishing like a windblown thing. They'd get a wave up over the bow and like one guy lost every rod and reel, just bonk, just the, the water oh, wiped right. them all off. <laughs> oh my God. And, you know, even if they were $200 combos. Yeah. You just lost $1,600 on the low end, <laughs> which you might get some back. Probably not, though. Depending on... If you're in a foot of water, you could probably get them, but you're not going to have a wave wipe out all those rods. Oh, God. But, you know, it's... I fished out of a bass boat. Eric has a bass boat. One of the nicest boats to cast out of. An actual bass platform. It's, a, it's an older Ranger. But it doesn't... You, there's He's a bass guy, though. I'm just looking I'm like, how can you troll in this thing? He, yeah. You know, but he he would never troll in his life. He's yeah. too good for it. Um, but he, uh, I, I could see how it could happen. I mean, those boats ride incredibly nice, but they're still low to the water. And yeah. for everything to come off your deck. I mean, if you would have had a tackle box there, yeah, it yeah. would have been gone too. If you had a cinder block sitting on the front of that boat, it would have came off. Yeah. Which, you know, I've also heard people kicking their rods off on those boats. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're real low to the water. Right? They, they look There's wild. a very shallow lip, if any, around the front yeah. of it. And you, you kick a kick a rod cork or something and bloop. You definitely don't need this eight, six rod to fish out of those. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. You could have you could a four get away foot six. With the old six, nine heavies that I used to use for jerking or six, three heavy. Or ice fishing rods. Ice, yeah, ice fishing rods. An ice fishing rod. A nice eighteen-inch Saint Croix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look great. I, they, yeah, I mean, yeah, but in in big water, I don't. I see a lot of, the, of of those boats skipping across the water. I don't know how they don't flip backwards on themselves. They just look like I almost can like see the light underneath the. Oh yeah, there's very little hull in the water, especially oh, when you're crazy. going from peak to peak. On, yeah. It's it's nuts. But they they go good. Yeah, it's cra- crazy ingenuity. But, oh. uh, yeah, I guess to get back on the reels, you know, it. Yeah. It. Um, anyone out there, take a look at that Daiwa. It, it. It. It's. It's a nice. It's a nice reel. I. I was impressed with it. I even had to check their claim on forty-three inches per turn. 
I strung a tape measure out, measured a spot, gave it a crank, and it was practically dead nuts on 43 inches. Now, really? yeah, but, but what people need to keep in mind is that that's 43 inches when the spool is full. If, if, you, yeah. if you fill it to where it's half the diameter of the spool, not necessarily half the capacity, mm-hmm. it's going to be about half of that retrieve. So mm-hmm. if you like launch a really, really far cast, it's going to be slower, a slower inches per turn per crank until that spool fills up. Yeah. And, uh, but most situations, that real casted dice, the rod put me off a little bit. I wasn't used to it. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a little... You know, it's not it's not my legend tournament, which I'm mm. used to. Which I'm not saying that because it's an LT. I had to, uh, what was it, tooth tamer, jawbreaker, that everything else felt too soft for me. Yeah, you just get used to the one if you're using just one rod. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice reel. Uh, we've been screwing around with it here. We had the Curado 300, Old Faithful right here, the NACL. It's a 60 Toro. Vance has the tranks right now in his hand, and that Lexus, I don't know where it went. It's in, it's in Vance's pocket, I can see Is that right the, the most inches per turn on the market right now? 43 with anything above that? Main, main, mainstream reels, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there might be some crazy saltwater reels that might do more. Yeah. Uh, I want to think, is there another reel, a Daiwa Saltis, that did like 46, but it didn't have a level wind? Yeah. Or it didn't have like a thumb bar to release? But for, for casting reels, those, those are the top two right now. And uh, Daiwa had one out before their HD, which was a, just a Lexa 400 I, high speed. It did 37 inches per crank, which that, that does pretty good clip. Yeah. But uh, 43 is nice. You know, you could pull some big blades in with it if you want. You're going to be cranking them really slow. I, I wouldn't recommend it because I think there's better options out there. I'm not saying they won't do it. But if you need to pull up slack, if you're ripping big rubber... Jerk baits, even crank baiting, you know, you, you can you can get some stuff going yeah. with with that, and they, they feel good in your hands. I don't know if people are getting stronger or just technology is catching up, but it's just it's crazy how reels have come in the last five years. Yeah, but, keep uh, getting better and keep getting more expensive. That's the way it is. I mean, they probably don't have much more into that building that tranks as they did this Curado, and this was. I got these Curados for a hundred bucks on clearance because I have a Curado D and they came out with the E's and they just needed to get them out of this Gander Mountain, the local Gander Mountain. I went up there, I bought five of them. Yeah. They were $250 reels. Yeah. So, and I, I'm a bargain hunter. I don't, I don't have all this high end stuff because I paid retail. <laughs> Not, there's nothing in, there's nothing wrong with retail, but you do look, look around a little bit, you can get stuff cheaper. Yeah. But, Todd, you got anything else you want to add? I'm good, man. You're good? We're good. We're good. Hour and 11 minutes. We can, uh, we'll wrap this one up. Um, all right, you guys can like Fat Easy Musky products on Facebook, fatazymusky.com. Uh, check out our stuff. You know, we don't plug it all that much, so take a look. Make it worthwhile for us. Um, Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Um, I just put a big post up for a very nice fish we caught the other day on a raptor. There, there you go. Check out the big fish. Uh, <laughs> Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. Uh, like his page. You can get in touch with him. 
uh, on that. Any anything podcast related, you can get in touch with me at Fat Easy uh, Musky Products mm-hmm. on Facebook. Vance, you got any plugs? Just check out uh, Fat Az on Instagram, and that is also Muddy Creek's Instagram page. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. Good luck fishing. Take care.